Thanks for listening to Ask Me Another. We'd like to better understand who is listening and how you're using podcasts. So please help us out by completing a short anonymous survey at npr.org slash podcast survey. It takes less than 10 minutes and it really helps support the show. That's npr.org slash podcast survey. From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Hello, everybody. Ah, this is great. So fun. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ask Me Another. Happy spring. I know. Oh, cold season has ended, or as I like to call it, me time. Uh, right now, we have four great contestants backstage. They are admiring our new logo and then writing a tweet complaining about our new logo. But one will become our big winner. And actually, we're celebrating Women in Comedy Month. This is our Women in Comedy Month. That's right. In April, here on Ask Me Another, it is Women in Comedy Month, uh, officially justifying my existence on this show. (laughs) And uh, also, I mean, people might think, isn't there a lot of equity in comedy at this point? And if you feel that way, let me just tell you, you have never been to an open mic (laughs) in New York City, or perhaps anywhere. I mean, the smell alone of all of those unwashed Andrews (laughs) could kill a woman, I'm just telling you. So yeah, all month long on Ask Me Another, we are going to have only uh, women guests. So joke's on you guys. You'll just have to continue being on everything else. (laughs) (laughs) So on theme, our special guests today are actor Greta Lee and writer and director Leslie Headland from Russian Doll. So for the few of you that don't know, the premise of the show is that a woman dies over and over again on her 36th birthday, which is kind of what it's like to be a woman in entertainment, uh, or perhaps just a woman. The premise is that a woman keeps dying over and over again on her 36th birthday, or as our intern called it, her 50th birthday. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, what's the difference? Grandma age, you know what I mean. It was like, yeah, it's so weird that she's 50. We're like, she's 36. (laughs) (laughs) Actor Greta Lee, who is on our show uh, today, she has been on High Maintenance, Girls, and now Russian Doll, thus completing the trifecta of hipster television shows. (laughs) And Leslie Headland has done so many great things. She's the uh, co-creator, director, uh, and writer of Russian Doll. She uh, wrote and directed the movies Bachelorette and Sleeping with Other People. I feel like everything she touches has this like dark but whimsical aesthetic. It's something I I have to say I kind of aspire to. I look up to it, which is why I'm always buying leather bralettes from TJ Maxx. (laughs) But where do you wear a leather bralette? You know, it's hard. You can't wear them to work. Inappropriate. At lunch, uncomfortable. Not good on the subway. I finally figured it out. You wear a leather bralette when you're home alone listening to Joni Mitchell and journaling. That's when it all comes together. All right, you guys are awesome. Let's play some games. Our first game is about animals and cities. Let's meet our contestants. First up, Elizabeth Foland. You're a policy intern, and you're into powerlifting. Yes. Okay. (laughs) How did you get into powerlifting? Uh, Reddit is the real answer. Reddit? There's a subreddit called XX Fitness, and basically it was because the regular fitness subreddit is all guys. Yeah. And so women were like... What if we made a subreddit where all of our posts weren't guys commenting on our bodies? So I was like, great. This doesn't involve that. Yeah. And that's how I got into it. Okay. I love that you got into uh, a really intense physical activity through the internet. It's true. <laughs> it's a rare combo. All right, Elizabeth, when you ring in, we'll hear this. 
Your opponent is Mark Gartsbean. You're a reporter and video producer, and you recently went into a penguin tank at the New England Aquarium for a story? Yes, indeed. I do a lot of live streaming on Facebook, yeah. uh, and so it's very much kind of in the moment. I was in the tank uh, with one of the researchers at the New England Aquarium, so they put me in this whole... Wetsuit, and I'm in there with my little like handheld gimbal, my little stabilizer with the phone in there. The youngest penguins were very friendly and amicable, and they would swim right up to me and kind of mug for the camera. It was very heartwarming. But the older ones saw through. Yeah, no, I mean, bunch of old penguins off in the corner smoking cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, looking at their yeah. watches. Another reporter, another yeah, reporter, and his pal. <laughs> All right, Mark. When you ring in, we'll hear this. Elizabeth and Mark, whoever has more points after two games will go on to our final round. So in this word game, you'll mash up animals with American cities. For example, if we said, you may see flocks of cawing black birds in this Nebraska city, you would answer, Chromaha, combining crow and Omaha. Ooh, exciting. I know. The animal will always come first in the mashup. Here we go. This kooky Fruit Loops bird from the rainforests of Central and South America migrated north to this Missourian metropolis. Elizabeth. To Kansas City? You're right! Yeah! This standoffish pet inspired meme culture by playing pianos and jumping into boxes in the city of Peaches, Coca-Cola, and the Real Housewives. Mark. Catlanta. Yes, that's right. This jungle cat and luxury brand can't climb well, but can definitely swim over the Potomac on its way to the Antonin Scalia Law School in this northern Virginia suburb. Elizabeth. Oh, oh, it was uh, Jag Jag Washington. No, it's northern Jag. <laughs> I love Jack. what's going on right now, and I, I want to help you. It's going to be my new Jack ringtone. Jack Warlington? Yes! <laughs> it just sounded so wonky that I wasn't sure that I it know. was right. It was a really hard, uh, it was a hard mashup, but you, you made it happen. A same-sex couple of flightless aquatic birds moved into this state capital, so Mike Pence will probably think twice before marching his happy feet back home. Mark. That's got to be Penguin Indianapolis. Yeah, that's right. Black and white bears love to party on Garth, so why not move to the Chicago suburb where Wayne's World is set? Mark. I think the first one is, are you talking about koalas? And maybe, no, I was going to guess Laredo, but that's Texas, isn't it? Black and white bear... (laughs) The only ones I can think of are Koala, Suburb, Chicago. I'm very obviously stalling. (laughs) And I think I'm kaput there, unfortunately. I like that you talked it out. Gave us a little insight into your brainwaves. I like Koala Rado a lot, though. (laughs) Koala Rado? Koala Rado, yeah. Koala Rado, Texas. Yeah, it's great. Elizabeth, can you steal? I'm pretty sure the first half is Panda, but I, I... Okay, my knowledge oh my of Chicago God. suburbs is real low. Yeah. So, like, Pandora? Is, that's Denver? Or is that that's, right? Yeah, we'll take that. It's Panda <laughs> and Aurora being Pandora. So, yeah. Wow. We don't even know how that happened. No. <laughs> Swimming upstream, these lusty pink fish will do anything to reach the Minnesota birthplace of Prince and reproduce. Elizabeth. Uh, Sam Minneapolis? Yeah, yeah Sam <laughs> Minneapolis is yeah. what we're looking for. That's right. I love a sexy salmon clue. <laughs> this is your last clue. Ride this leggy, flightless bird through the former capital of the Confederacy, or don't, because riding birds is weird. Mark. I'm going to guess Ost Richmond. Yeah, Ostrichmond is correct. Close game, but Elizabeth is in the lead. Next, we'll play a game about movie insults. 
This is an audio quiz called Movie Stars Verbal Spars. I'm going to play you the clip of a ridiculous insult. You identify the movie it comes from, and the points are doubled. Elizabeth, stay in the lead, and you're in the final round. Mark, you need to get more points, or you get to leave early. <laughs> Here we go. Here's your first clip. This movie is from 1993. You mixed your weenies with your mama's toe jam! Yeah! You bob grapples in the toilet! And you like it! Mark? We're gonna talk it out again. Um, <laughs> good. Perfect. Uh, uh, small <laughs> children being mean to each other. Yes. Is it the Goonies? No. no. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, good guess. No. Good guess. Wow. Elizabeth, can you steal? Is it the Sandlot? It is the Sandlot. This comedy is from 2011. Whatever you say, Stove. It's Steve. Stove. What a kind of name is that? Well, that's not a name. My name is Steve. Are you an appliance? No, I'm a man, and my name is Steve. Elizabeth? Bridesmaids? Yeah, that's correct. Remember when Bridesmaids came out and everyone was like, oh my God, it's a comedy with women. <laughs> right, and now we have like three. <laughs> what 2003 film features this moment of self-deprecation? Why don't you just say it? I'm the worst toy maker in the world. I'm a cotton-headed ninny muggins. Elizabeth. Elf. Yes, that is correct. This is your last clue. What movie is this insult from? You clinking, clanking, clattering collection of collisionous junk! <laughs> Anyone want to ring in? Take a guess? Um, you know what? Why don't we give you a hint? That insult was aimed at someone who had no heart. Mark. It's gotta be the Wizard of Oz. That is correct. After two games, Elizabeth is going to the final round. Coming up, we'll find out who will face off against Elizabeth in our final round, and I'll talk to Russian Dolls Leslie Headland and Greta Lee about what it's like to say the same thing over and over and over again. Speaking of which, I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Sub-Zero Refrigeration, Wolf Cooking, and Cove Dishwashing. Head demonstration chef Joel Chesbro shares his belief in the power of home-cooked food to bring people together. As a chef and a father and a husband, I've come to understand that the value of food is to create community and it's okay to use the resources that are around you to create those meals. I, I love making things from scratch, but most of the time, I'll just go to the store and buy tortillas. The way that our products impart heat, and you can use a few prepared ingredients or things to help assist the process, and you still get a delicious result. For me, at the end of the day, human relationships are the most important thing, and you find some of the best parts of human relationship around food, delicious food. To learn how Sub-Zero, Wolf, and Cove can help you embrace every moment in the kitchen and around the table, visit subzero-wolf.com. Auditioning for the Netflix reboot of Queer Eye was kind of like trying out for a boy band. Oh, it was an audition for a boy band. Like, they brought 200 gays in a room and were like, fight! Promo <laughs> uh, Brown on the Fab Five. This week on It's Been a Minute from NPR. This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. By a round of applause, who here has uh, been watching the show Russian Doll? You've seen that? Okay. Okay. I feel like Russian Doll is a television series that dares to ask, what would Groundhog Day be like if it wasn't just Bill Murray trying to sleep with Andy McDowell? <laughs> 
And from the show Russian Doll, please welcome actor Greta Lee and co-creator and writer Leslie Headland. Thank you so much for joining me. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah. Uh, Leslie, I met you a few yes. years ago at the Nantucket Film Festival. Yeah. I was doing a panel for Women in Film, and you were promoting <laughs> your film Sleeping with Other People. That's right. You told this anecdote about working on that project that stuck with me. Yeah. And it was about the fact that you had to storyboard some of the sex scenes yes. from the movie and then show them to some executives. I did, because in the script, they were very explicit, and so everyone was very scared that I was going to make, like, an NC-17 rom-com. <laughs> so, and I said, you know, let's do storyboards, because it's also easier for the actors. You know, we have to do these very intense sex scenes. I want them to feel comfortable. And then um, they were like, yeah, it seems seems really good. Um, why isn't Lainey, the female lead of the movie, why isn't she smiling in any of these? And I was like, I'm so sorry, what? <laughs> and they were like, I just think she should be smiling, you know, when they're, when they're having sex. You know, and I was kind of like, I, I, first of all, I don't know what sex you're having, but I don't think I've ever smiled. Ever. Like with teeth? Like teeth, like a full teeth smile. I can't imagine anything creepier. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, Greta... You have a very old Hollywood-sounding name. And did they I, name you after Greta Garbo? They did. Okay. Um, yeah. My grandfather was a uh, billboard painter during the Korean War. And he had polio. He was handicapped, so he, he couldn't serve. The job that he got at the base camp was painting the signs for the American movies that were coming in for the soldiers. And so he became a movie buff. And that's he's the guy who introduced me to movies. And he named me Greta, which was was not a popular name with the Koreans, you know? (laughs) My parents still can't really say my name, but, you know, it's okay. (laughs) In the Greta. (laughs) And so did that sort of... uh you know, that Make was your, me become an actor. That's right. It was your predestiny. That's you. That's why you got to be careful what you name your kid, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah. Um, no, because I think they would have named me Doctor Lawyer Scientist, but that doesn't fit on the birth certificate. So, so Leslie, the genesis of Russian Doll. Uh, yeah. What I read was that the co-creators with you, the show's co-creators, Amy Poehler, calls Natasha Leone yeah. and says. You are the oldest woman in the world. Yes. Yeah. And we need to make a show about that. Yes. Yeah. And by the time that it came to me, which was many, many years after they had that conversation, because they had made this pilot called Old Soul, which Greta was in. Yeah. And it didn't get picked up. No, it didn't get picked up. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I just remember we both were like, there's something... Bigger and better out there. What is it? What's that thing? And then, gosh, I don't even know how it became <laughs> the just bat <laughs> fever dream you guys have all yeah. binged within 30 seconds. Like, I, I swear to God, I've never worked on something where, where, like, two weeks after it came out, people were like, I'm so sorry I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it's been out for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> right, like day like, four of it being like, on the air. It's the pe- fine. Like, Call me like five years from now and be like, I'm so sorry I haven't seen, you know, I just didn't make it to that. And Greta, you play Maxine, who is throwing this party for yeah. uh, Nadia, who is played by Natasha Leone. And you, originally, the first script that you saw for this, the pilot script for Russian Doll, you read it and said, no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't know if Leslie even knows that. <laughs> Here we are. By the way, it do, not blame, out. do not blame you. Well, do not blame you. I, yeah, because I read it and was like, I don't know. <laughs> Because I was intimidated the idea of repeating the lines and the time loop. I was like, oh, this is challenging. Um, The group that you guys got together was incredible. And at that time, I don't think you guys had set out explicitly to make an all-female writer's room. No, no. Russian Doll kind of became that opportunity to, like, hire all the people that I always wanted to work with, um, Mm -hmm. both in the cast, like yourself, and below the line. But then I think, weirdly, just, like, all the people we wanted (laughs) to work with were women. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just don't think, like, oh, in the writer's room and the director's, like, we just kind of were like, yeah, we just want those people. This will be yeah. great. So you were convinced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, even though you have to... I'm sure everyone comes up to you and says... Sweet birthday, baby. Every day. No, no one said that at all. Not once. Not one single person. <laughs> no. I, don't, I have no not idea what all. you're talking about. It never happens to me. And the costume director of uh, Russian Doll gave you an amazing costume. I don't yeah. know if that was a lot of your influence. She's described it as a mixed-media fashion collage with a side of chicken. Oh, yeah. Yeah, how would you yeah, describe yeah, yeah. it? It's so wackadoodle, but it just makes so much sense. Like, I just, we ended up going with some of the, like, you know, fast fashion-y stuff. Like, we liked the idea that she thought, like, oh, I'm going to go to H&M and buy these terrible pants. Yeah. (laughs) And then I remember the first day you came on set, I was like, what have we done? (laughs) I know. Everyone was was a little bit like, "Mm, like, so that's the choice. This yeah, was the like choice. a lot of puffy. A lot of here. puffy. And, and the yeah. chain, yeah, uh, the chains. tank top kind yeah, of all the top. Simple, not a simple look. No. <laughs> Are you ready for uh, the next Halloween? Everyone dressing? Oh my as- god! Oh my god! It's like my dream. Yeah. Oh my god! It's okay, my dream. you know, you know, I, I have to say, so it actually is a really big deal, and it makes me emotional because I feel like growing up. Okay, I, I'm Asian. Yes. There are not a lot of costume options for young Asian women. And that is a real thing. And I've had people say, hey, Halloween is really far from now, but I'm already really excited to be Maxine. And how cool is that? You know? Growing up. All I had was you know, Lucy Liu from uh, you know, yeah. Charlie's Angels every year, just again and again, again. and again. <laughs> I'm sure you were saying that people watched it so quickly that after two weeks, they were like, I'm so sorry I didn't watch it, but I'm sure you also got after two weeks people being like, so when's the next season? Just, oh, yeah, 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 that too, yeah. So, yes, yeah, so somebody texted me like that first weekend, and they're like, give me more. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... What's the problem? It's so easy. Yeah, it's so just easy. It. it was really simple just, to figure out. Just, just write it. Yeah, make another one. Yeah, it was yeah. just like, boom. Just boom. Existential dread. Yeah. Not a big deal. <laughs> World building. <laughs> Let's just start saying World things. Building. <laughs> World building. Yeah. Is this how you pitch a show? I'm a yeah, big, it actually yeah. is pretty much exactly like this. You just snap a lot like this and you distract I do feel them like at can't some point <laughs> during every pitch you have to stop and go, you know what this story really is about? Hope. And then... Boom. Green light. Now, there's many fan theories that have bubbled up about what the show is actually about. LOL. LOL. (laughs) What is your favorite theory? Every single one of them that I've heard so far are there. It's uh, an allegory for therapy. Absolutely. We talked about that. It's an allegory for recovery. We talked about that. It's about um, what it's like to survive trauma and to get past trauma um, caused by a narcissistic parent or a childhood um, experience. You know, I'm like, yes, all of those things are things we talked about. Like the idea that everyone's picking up on this, but that you can watch the show through many different lenses, like going back to the title of Russian Doll, that was always the goal. But I've also heard people say that they, they feel like the show is, a, is like an extended metaphor for just like how to participate in life. Oh. How to get up and, you know, just like... Yeah, I mean, as someone that's suffered from depression, the idea that, that I could be uh, participating in something that would make people feel that way is like astonishing and like... Really yeah. fulfilling for me. I'm, I, I'm shocked. I think the best thing about the show is that it has a lot of hope. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for your Ask Me Another Challenge? Uh, yeah. yeah, I sure don't you think are. so. Sure you are, yeah. Okay. Greta and Leslie, we were inspired by the name of your show, Russian Doll. So Uh-oh. we created a game just for you called Guess That Nesting Doll. Here's how it works. We found a bunch of weird and wonderful nesting dolls on the internet. I'll describe the contents of a doll from smallest to largest. Ring in as soon as you think you can guess the theme of the nesting doll. So if I said R2-D2, C-3PO, Leia, Luke, you would ring in and say... Star Wars. Star Wars, right, because that's actually a nesting doll that we found on the internet. So basically, this is what do these things have in common? All right. All right. So let's see how this first one works. Okay. (laughs) A slice of cheesecake. Sophia. Rose. Blanche. Oh. Dorothy. Golden Girls. That is correct. Was it me? That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say. A slice of cheesecake. Yeah. I was going to say a very hungry caterpillar. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) 
but it's good. That, I love wrong, Sophia so. Rosen Blanche yeah. in The Hungry Caterpillar. Right, but then that they changed it. High. So it's good to listen to the whole thing. Okay, how about this one? Catherine Parr, Catherine Howard, Anne of Cleves, the Listen. wives of Henry VIII. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> okay. So of course, in this nerd, <laughs> the nesting doll said, "Of course, the heads come off." The heads come yeah. off. Oh, clever. Um, the heads come off. Oh, that's right. Oh, and there's also it. a version depicting Henry V and his wife as cats. Well, <laughs> okay. Here we go. Forrest Jr., <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. Oh, Mama. Oh, and I was going to say Greta. Forrest Gump. That is That's correct. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right, you, right, right, right. You played. There wasn't there I like played, I did play Forrest Gump in a summer early, camp. Early what? in my career. Wait, I went to what? an all Korean <laughs> camp, and I insisted that they let me do a one-man show where I was Forrest Gump. <laughs> The last line of the play was, life is a box of kimchi. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. I was 14. I was 14 years old. All right, nerds. Whatever. Nerds. So cool. If you don't make that into a (laughs) t-shirt. So cool. (laughs) If that's not a meme by the time I leave here. (laughs) Right, we're worth nothing. What? All right, this is your last one. Pluto, Slinky, Bolt, Goofy. Dodger, Lady and the Tramp, Pongo, what, these Perdita. Are, but they're from different... They're Disney dogs. Animated Disney dogs. dogs. Yeah. That's correct. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pongo is what did it Pongo for me. was Pongo. one? wasn't Goofy, it was Pongo. Okay. I was like, oh, right, right. I'm in Kidland. I was like, Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, don't say Paw Patrol, don't say oh, it. That is my entire life right now. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. There's a, that my theme song is all laugh, so. my entire my life. My husband can sing that th- theme song oh, very it's well. Part, yeah. Should we do it right now? Can we clear it? I only, Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol. Be there on the double. <laughs> Turns out, Leslie won that game. Thank Leslie you. won that game. <laughs> Greta and Leslie will join us later in the show to play another game. Give it up for Greta Lee and Leslie Headland. <laughs> Our next two contestants will play a game about chain restaurants. You know what my favorite chain restaurants are? Speedway, Wawa's, Sheets. The free sample card at Costco. <laughs> Let's meet our contestants. First up, Kim Souza. You're a reality television post-production supervisor for four house hunting shows on HGTV. Yeah. Sure am. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, so many people are fans of those shows, of uh, course, yes. and you work in them. It's your day-to-day. What is the, one of the bits of television magic that I, as a viewer, would not see on those shows, but you know exist all the time. So the shows are travel-based in a way. You always know which couples are going to kind of like buy a house to save their marriage in a way. (laughs) Like, love on the rocks. Um, But... (laughs) Other than that, no, it's anything else I can't really talk about. Yeah. (laughs) Trade secrets. Okay. Kim, when you ring in, we'll hear this. Your opponent is Paige Bowman. You're an executive assistant at Squarespace. And you say a lot of people just assume you can automatically fix all kinds of things magically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they say, use your magic. Use your magic. I'm like, I can't give you a personality. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, but what are some of the stranger things that you're having to deal with? I mean, it's not strange, but everyone's very busy all day because yeah. we're meeting heavy. So everyone's like, could you just find two hours for us to sync on this? And it's like, no. <laughs> you sound like a great assistant, Paige. <laughs> I'm not very good at my job. Totally. <laughs> totally. I hope not listening. <laughs> no, nobody from uh, Squarespace will be listening to this. Uh, shout out to one of our sponsors, Squarespace. Squarespace. <laughs> Paige, when you ring in, we'll hear this. 
Remember, Kim and Paige, whoever has more points after two games will go to our final round. Let's go to your first game. Okay, are you ready for anagrams? Yes. Yes. Oh, great. This trivia game is called Restaurant Scrambles. We've rearranged the letters in some famous chain restaurants. You're going to ring in and tell us the original restaurant's name. For example, if we said at Gas If Dirty, celebrate the end of the work week with a petrol shower and Jack Daniels chicken and shrimp, you would answer TGI Fridays. An anagram of gas, if dirty. Here we go. At the dermatology franchise, uh, zap zit. They'll make sure your face doesn't resemble the greasy slices they serve for lunch. Paige. Pizza Hut? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Actually, in 2011, Pizza Hut accounted for 3% of the cheese produced in the United States. Good for them. Congratulations. At the West Coast fast food joint, bun rerouting, order off the secret menu and get your buns adjusted animal style. Paige. In-N-Out Burger? Yeah, that's right. America runs on no unkind stud, where shirtless hunks sweetly serve you fried dough and coffee. Paige. Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, that's correct. Try the veal at redoing veal. If the, <laughs> if the cooks don't get it right the first time, they'll make you another one while you munch on unlimited breadsticks. This restaurant serves more than 700 million of them each year. Kim. Olive Garden. That is correct. <laughs> On a road trip, make a stop at Rare Carb Clerk, where after filling up on chicken and dumplings, you can buy rock candy, a cow-shaped soap dispenser, and a rocking chair. Kim. Cracker Barrel. You got it. This is your last clue. At a bit cello, you can get your instrument wrapped in a Dorito shell, or let this fast food chain drum up an oboe supreme and a double-decker trumpet. Page. Taco Bell. That's right. Okay, great game. Paige is in the lead. Is your brain as spongy as a Panera bread bowl? Then you should be a contestant on our show. Go to amatickets.org to find out how. Up next, a game about Broadway musicals. No, I hate that everyone at a Broadway show has to post a photo of their hand holding the playbill. It's like, we get it, your hand went to a play. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from ZipRecruiter. Hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, but today, hiring can be easy and you only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, then ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com another. Support for Ask Me Another in the following message comes from the NPR Wine Club. Discover hand-selected wines from award-winning vineyards around the world. Learn the stories behind each one and enjoy unique bottles inspired by your favorite NPR shows, all without ever having to leave the house. The club's welcome offer includes a bottle of the delightful all-grapes-considered Pinot Noir. If you're 21 years or older, uncork the fun at nprwineclub.org. Join us on Wednesday, April 10th for a live taping of Ask Me Another at the Bell House. We'll be joined by actress Retta. You know her as Ruby Hill on NBC's Good Girls and Donna Meagle on Parks and Recreation. Tickets and more information at amatickets.org. Elle was swiping on Tinder one night when she discovered the problem. I was literally giving white faces a chance that I was not giving black and Latinx faces. This week... Invisibilia follows one woman's quest to get rid of her racial preferences. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. 
Before the break, we met our contestants, Kim and Paige. In our next game, we'll change one letter of a Broadway musical to make it completely different. For example, Hello, Dolly would become Hello, Molly to be about our intern's four years at Harvard. <laughs> Poor intern, man. Let's check with our contestants. Kim, recently you and your fiancé took a taxidermy class. Yes, okay. we did. <laughs> what did you make? We made squirrels. You made squirrels? Yep. <laughs> Where did you get the squirrels? So they were rescued from a falconry range. They were um, frostbitten. Or not frostbitten, they were... Um, they were in the freezer for too long, so the falcons couldn't eat them. When do you say rescued? <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, now they can live eternally next to my TV. Yeah. <laughs> now they have a forever home. <laughs> uh, Paige, you and your family are really into playing dominoes, but you say you've done this your whole life, and it's all about cheating. Yeah. Explain. So my dad and my sister, we played on a glass top table and they would look under the table ah. or they would kind of, you know, you pick them up when you don't have one that you need to play. That's a bad explanation, but they'd flip it up. And while I wasn't looking, they just move all the bad ones close to me. So when I drew, they were just doubles and doubles and doubles. So now my instinct is to cheat on everything. <laughs> on everything? Everything. Well, now, wait a minute. <laughs> she did do well on that first game. She did game. Do pretty well. Let's go to your next game. Uh-oh, this is a combination music parody and word game called Breadway Bound. In each clue, we took a classic Broadway musical, changed one letter in its title, and rewrote one of its songs to reflect that change. For example, if I sang a parody of Defying Gravity about basket weaving, you would answer, Wicker. That's wicked with one letter changed. <laughs> Sounds tough, but the points are doubled. Paige, stay in the lead, and you will go to our final round. Kim, you need to get more points, or after every show you see from now on, you have to stand up and yell, it's the new Hamilton. <laughs> Take it away, Jonathan. Here we go. Respondez-vous, s'il vous plaît. Let me know if you're attending, whether you're social. Or you're a shut-in Just check your inbox And click the button Kim I feel like it's Mama Mia But I'm trying to figure out what the uh, I'll save you the time of figuring it out It is not Mama Mia <laughs> Paige, do you know the answer? Evita Nope, Evite, sorry Evite <laughs> is what we're looking for, that's right In my head it was... To fasting, to giving, to local charities No sugar, no soda, won't order extra cheese No drinking, no smoking, no swearing is taboo I'm praying, I'm staying attentive in my pew I gave it all up beginning on Ash Wednesday And all through Holy Week Lobby Catholic Kim Lent Lent for rent, that's right How to take deep, even breaths How to pretend you're allergic How to avoid tearing up How to create a diversion How to select the right bathroom to sob How to recoup and walk back to the group At your totally fun office job Paige How to succeed in business without even crying? Yeah, close, close enough. enough. We'll give that to you. <laughs> yep. Here's your next one. Echo, using echolocation, I can fly through the darkness and I will not collide. I remember this evening I awoke upside down. Let the echo be my guide. Kim. Bats. Bats, that hit musical. 
Jellicle bats. Jellicle bats come out tonight. <laughs> pits, glorious pits. Cured briny, I gotta spice all of my grits with some Kalamata. Kim? Olives. Olives is correct. It's a scene where they're begging for more dirty martinis. (laughs) (laughs) An orphanage with martinis. Just a charcuterie plate? Really? (laughs) Enigma, enigma, find me the bat. Find me Bruce Wayne. Capture him stat. Enigma, enigma, don your green suit. Out puzzle that nasty bat. Kim. So the song Matchmaker, Matchmaker, Find Me a Match. Mm-hmm. That uh, is from, the, from musical. the musical Kiss Me Kate. I don't know. <laughs> I think you actually drew blood on some of our audience members <laughs> with that incorrect answer. Paige, do you know the answer? No. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your honesty as always, Paige. Uh, the musical is Fiddler on the Roof. Uh. And we're looking for Riddler on the Roof. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Starring Tevia Batman. (laughs) Tevia Batman. (laughs) This is your last clue. We go together like a brand new button-down shirt and an ironing board. Together forever like wrinkly khakis and a couple of dryer sheets. Chang, chang, changity, chang, shabop. I gotta wear these tomorrow. Wow, yeah. Paige. Crease. Crease instead of grease, that's right. Wow, that was a, this is a very close game, and after two games, Paige has squeaked it out and is moving <laughs> to our final round. <laughs> While Elizabeth and Paige get ready for the final round, let's bring back our special guest to play another game. Please welcome back Greta Lee and Leslie Headland. Okay, you'll be working together on this one. Greta, when we were researching you, we discovered that you're a foodie, and uh, Russian Doll is set in the East Village, where food trends are everywhere. So I'm going to ask you multiple-choice questions about a current food trend. Mm-hmm. You're going to work together to give an answer, and if you do well enough, listener Ilana Palato from Parkland, Florida, will win an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. Oh. Yeah. So these are all food trends. Here we go. In the last few years, oat milk went from non-dairy D-lister to supermarkets everywhere. How is oat milk made? A, all oats naturally contain a small amount of liquid, which is squeezed out with an industrial press. (laughs) B, oats are soaked in water and then blended. C, yoga goats are fed oats until their milk tastes like oats. (laughs) What do you think? I mean, they're milked from the teat. The oat teats. Of the yoga goats? Yeah. No, I mean, I, what do you think? <laughs> um, I got to be honest. I stopped listening after I the first question. I kind of did you. I started visualizing. I feel like it's oats being soaked in something was one right. of the options. Yeah, that's the right one. Right? That's Is that the right, right one? one? Yeah. That feels like it's Yeah, bee. it's right. That's right. Have you heard of ghost restaurants? Ghost restaurants. Yes, ghost restaurants are becoming more common. What are they? Are they A, a haunted restaurant where you dine with a ghost, but beware, it won't pick up the check. B, a restaurant that revives so-called dead culinary trends like jello salad or fondue, or a restaurant that you can't visit in person and can only order from online. Oh. Oh, it's that one. Yeah. It is that one. The C one. That's right, the C one. That's right. Standalone kitchens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are people and they're making the food and then there's nobody else in the restaurant. It's not a restaurant. Like if you order something oh, on see. Seamless or in... Uh, so it's in, someone's kitchen. It's someone's kitchen, basically. Or, yeah. yeah, any space, any... <laughs> it, yeah, it could be someone's closet. Anything You're right, it could, could be, be a, a kitchen. closet. Because if they're pickling, it could just be a closet. Yeah. 
New York City has led the way in food trends, but also food bans, trans fat, and also activated charcoal have been banned. But what did the city ban in February of 2019? A, raw cookie dough. B, infusing food with CBD oil made from the hemp plant. Or C, beers that cost less than $8. (laughs) This is all sad news to me, first of all. Everything on there. Activated charcoals, not around again? No, it's done. It's the C- CBD. Is it CBD? Right? It is CBD yeah. oil. Yeah, yeah. You can't get your latte with CBD oil anymore. You can't? Nope. No. February 2019. Gone. Like, basically, just Party's recently. Over. Okay, well, I'm getting some underground lattes because I'm still getting them. So You're, get, you're still getting them? I'm still getting them. <laughs> All right, this is your last clue. Seaweed-based foods have been rising in popularity over the last few years. As far as we can tell, which one of these is not a kelp-based food trend? A- Kelp jerky. B, kelp butter. C, kelp marshmallow. Kelp jerky, I feel like, is, is redundant. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to defer to you on this one. I feel like, yeah. Because I feel like there's, there's a little bit of kelp creeping into marshmallow already. Really? We, we all knew that, right? Yeah, no. I think so. Marshmallow didn't tell me. Uh. All right, I could be wrong, but I think I'm going to go with A. Okay, well, according to our studies, kelp marshmallows do not exist (laughs) yet. (laughs) So whoever's been giving me those kelp marshmallows... You gotta talk to them. Stop it! They are not real kelp. (laughs) But you're right, there's kelp noodles, there's kelp ice cream, there's kelp coffee, there's kelp everything. Uh, but congratulations, Greta and Leslie. You and Alana Pilato have won Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. Oh, well good. done. She got it. Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Russian Doll is on Netflix. Give it up for Greta Lee and Leslie Headland. It's time to crown our big winner. Let's bring back our finalist, Elizabeth Foland, who can squat 140 pounds. And Paige Bowman, who can't give you a personality. Elizabeth and Paige, in honor of the never-ending onslaught of superhero movies, your final round is called Super Duper. Every answer contains the word super. Our big winner will receive an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube signed by Greta Lee and Leslie Headland. We rolled a 20-sided die backstage, and Elizabeth is going first. Here we go. Elizabeth. This is the explosion of a star at the end of its life. Supernova? That is correct. Paige, the Concorde was an example of this type of aircraft that could fly faster than the speed of sound. Super jet. Very close. <laughs> Good guess. We were looking for supersonic. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth, America Ferreira stars in this NBC comedy set in a business loosely modeled after a Target or Walmart. Uh, I've definitely seen trailers. Uh... Superstore? That is correct. Paige, this CW show about two brothers battling demons was originally intended to last five seasons. It's been on for 14 and counting. Supernatural. That is correct. Jonathan Colton, how are our finalists doing? So far, it's Elizabeth's game. It's two to one. Okay. Elizabeth, it's the largest of the Great Lakes. Oh, uh, Lake Superior. That is correct. Paige, this person oversees a school district or an apartment building. Superintendent. That is correct. Elizabeth, contestants raced through a grocery store on this TV game show. Oh, Super Sale? Okay, good. (laughs) Very close. The show is called Supermarket Sweep. Paige, according to Mary Poppins, if you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious. Super califragilistic expialidocious. That is correct. <laughs> All right, we're at the halfway point, Jonathan Colton. What's going on? Well, Paige has made up the difference. It's now a tie score, three to three. Exciting. Elizabeth, this type of sugar, also known as castor, is recommended for souffles and meringue. Uh, sucrose? It doesn't have the word super in it. We were looking for super fine. Hmm. Paige, this Stevie Wonder hit contains the lyric, when you believe in things that you don't understand. Superstitious. That is not correct. Sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry, I can't accept that the, the name of the song is Superstition. Oh, fair. Elizabeth, this English rock band is known for the logical song. 
I was going to say Super Trooper, but that's an ABBA song. Uh, <laughs> okay, three seconds. Oh, Super... I don't know. We're looking for Super Tramp. Uh... Page John Legend completed his EGOT when he won an Emmy for producing a live TV version of this musical, which he also starred in. Oh, super fudge. I don't remember <laughs> the Judy Blumen answer. Uh, I, I don't know. I love Judy Bloom. But that is incorrect. We were looking for Jesus Christ Superstore. Oh. Superstar. Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> Superstore. Yeah, that's I a, do all my shopping that's where there. I get all my bibles. <laughs> They have everything you need. (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth, with the ability to perform 200 quadrillion calculations per second, IBM's Summit is this type of device. Supercomputer? That is correct. Paige, according to Merriam-Webster, these are, quote, a translation of foreign language dialogue displayed above an opera performance. Super titles? (laughs) That is correct. We have one last question for each of you. Jonathan, what's the situation? The score is tied, Afira. Okay. (laughs) Elizabeth, cyanoacrylate adhesives are marketed under this name. Superglue. That is correct. Paige, in 2019, ad time during this sporting event cost more than $5 million for 30 seconds. Super Bowl. That is correct. All right. I guess we're down to a tiebreaker question. Ring in to answer. This is for the game. In a yearbook, awards for best dressed, most likely to succeed, and class clown are known as these. Page. Superlatives. That is correct. You're amazing. Such a close game. Congratulations. And congratulations, Paige. That is our show. Ask Me Another's house musician is Jonathan Colton. Hey, my name anagrams to Thou Jolt a Cannon. Our puzzles were written by Kimila Franklin, Jamie Greenberg, Madeline Kaplan, Ruth Morrison, and senior writer Eric Feinstein, with additional material by Ashley Brooke Roberts and Emily Winter. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal. Ask Me Another is produced by Mike Katzeff, Travis Larchuk, Kiara Powell, Nancy Seichow, Ramel Wood, and our intern Sean Gohl, along with Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Noriko Okabe, and Jeff O'Neill. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Hey, Ask Me Another is hitting the road, and on May 23rd, we're bringing our word games and trivia to Nashville, Tennessee, for a live taping at T-Pac's Polk Theater. But we cannot do it without you, our local contestants. Think you got what it takes? Visit amatickets.org, drop us your email, and we will send you a contestant quiz. This is NPR. Next time on Ask Me Another, our Women in Comedy Month continues as we revisit our show with comedian Michelle Wolf, who dishes out some critiques on the media. They're selling their books, their TV, their newspapers. He is selling it all for them, and they are all getting so rich Why we suffer immensely. So join me, Ophira Eisenberg, on NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. <laughs>